Grab your bat microphone, it's time to start the show. Like a quarter of hours, the mystery is starting to grow. Let there be no debate, it's about to begin. Keen like Bruce Wayne, quick like Tim Drake, fierce like Damien. Grab your headphones, listen up, you know you love it, drop the facade. Like the Dark Knight Detective, they've got some perspective. They're a pure crime-fighting collective. It's the Bat Pod. Hey, welcome to the Bat Pod, everybody. This is Joey Galvez here, and I'm flipping it around on you guys here. I'm going to be taking over the facilitator for this episode, and Bill's going to be in the co-host here. <laughs> we are a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast, Podcast Network. Network. How's it going, Bill? Good, it's- Going pretty good. How about yourself? Uh, pretty good. This is a little different. I'm taking lead on this one. <laughs> yeah, it does feel different. It's okay. This is going to be our tribute to Norm Brayfogle, and we lost him September 24th of 2018, and that was a big upset in the comic book world. It was a big upset to Batman fans around the world, right? And this is the reason why we're talking about this. We've got a whole lot of friends out there around the comic book world and the podcast world who kind of reached out to us, and we talked to them, and they agreed to do a little tribute with us here and we are going to talk about that so bill i had a couple of questions for you what was your first experience with norm bray fogel's work well my first experience i don't know if i can say hey this was my first experience and i knew that it was norm bray fogel because back in the 80s and early 90s probably especially in the 80s when i was a teenager i didn't necessarily gravitate towards a certain artist or anything. It was Batman, so you Mm -hmm. just picked it up. Uh, And I didn't really know a lot of the creators' names. But as I got older, I started to gravitate towards certain creators. And it's like when they would be in a book, it's like, oh, that's awesome. I love this. And it became, uh, I hate to do a pun, but it came to be the norm, you know, to see Norm Brayfogle (laughs) on a cover and, and... you know, you didn't realize what you had till it's gone. Really, yeah. really. So, I mean, I, I read everything that he did that was in Batman, Detective, and Shadow of the Bat. So I read it all. So is it safe to say that Shadow of the Bat was your favorite book that he's done? No, I liked it. There's a lot of different. Let me let me just go over a couple highlights that I wrote down that, that kind of meant something to me. Okay. This is this is probably my favorite artist that ever has done artwork on Batman. And it, when I heard that he passed away, it really it made me think a little bit. It's like, wow, I couldn't believe it. I mean, because he was fairly young. I don't know what his age was off the top of my head, but he was fairly young. And I know he had a stroke and he yeah. wasn't able to work for a little bit. But yeah, there there were definitely some things that affected me personally that he did. And number one I'm going to bring up is Batman 457. He helped design Robin's costume for Tim Drake. That's the first issue you see. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's the first issue you see Tim Drake in his Robin costume. And on the cover, Scarecrow's on the cover. Batman's hanging upside down with spiders over him. And you see this shadow coming through the window. It looks like Robin, but you actually see the Robin costume in the final panel. Mm-hmm. Totally awesome. That's really cool. Of course, Nightfall. He did parts one and three of Nightfall and the Batman issues, 492 and 493. 
did the first dark of Shadow of the Bat, like we were talking last episode with Victor Zaz. Um, he did the detective issue of Millennium crossover and the detective issue of Invasion. We got Anarchy. We got Scarface, who he uh, helped create. I mean, there, there, there's so much. There, uh, probably one of my favorite arcs was the Mud Pack arc with the Clay Faces. Mm-hmm. I have that issue like right in front of me. That's awesome. that was fantastic. He did a lot of art for Alan Grant. Awesome, awesome. So, out of, since you listed off all those cool characters, what would be your your favorite Norm Brayfogle created character? My favorite Norm Brayfogel favorite character would be the ventriloquist with Scarface. Oh, yeah. That one's pretty cool, man. Always had a liking for that particular villain. It's right in that era um, Mm -hmm. where I was reading Batman full time. He is kind of a corny villain, but, you know, he showed up in Rebirth. (laughs) Scarface hasn't showed up. Scarface (laughs) showed up in that. And that I believe Scarface (laughs) showed up in Batman number 50, you know, with all the villains lined up. I believe he was holding Scarface. So I'm really looking Mm -hmm. forward to seeing that. You know, my first experience with that character was, I mean, I'm going to say it. We we talked about it on the last episode, the animated series, the Batman animated series. And he was in that show, the the Scarface and, and the guy who, you know, he was a ventriloquist. And it, you always get this idea that is this guy insane and or is Scarface actually real? And it was it was always that kind of back and forth that was actually really, really cool. I don't really know if I knew the artist or creator on the characters that i've seen and you know like anybody else if you've seen some of the books uh back when he was you know at his height of his career you would know you would look at a book you'd be looking at Brayfogel artwork right i was the same way i didn't really know that it was him because i didn't really look at the creators and things like that i just read the stories but my first experience with this one was in the animated series and what's funny about this is i love that that brave Fogel always creates these characters who very who seem very minute but they have these big huge background stories and this big huge impact like we talked about victor zaz you know we talked about him being either a, a b-list or a d-list character but he's got this really cool background that makes him this huge huge pre- uh, presence in in the comic book world yeah very much so very much so and I just I can't do him justice with saying how much I enjoyed his work. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we could be here right. all night, but there was a couple things that I wanted to mention about his artwork that really connected with me personally while we're talking here before we mm-hmm. get to we have okay. uh, what are we had some people, you know, send us clips of their thoughts. So I wanted to real quick get into what I thought about his art in general. And number one, and this could be in any order, this isn't first to to last, but number one was the Batmobile in action. The way that, you know, he drew the Batmobile and it looks like it's speeding down the road or coming up over a hill or jumping or something like that was totally awesome. Yeah. And the other thing was the way his cape flowed. Nobody drew a cape like he did. <laughs> I mean, yeah. uh, just the way it flowed in the action and the way, you know, sometimes you look at him and his cow and the cape is like darker than the blue. It's mm-hmm. like a black with shades of gray. 
it's that's kind of hard to describe without you reading a book and seeing what I'm talking about. But the cape was totally yeah. was totally cool. And the last thing that got me, maybe the biggest thing, is the facial expressions. You know, mm-hmm. the the expression of anger, the expression of shock, the expression of joy. Even Batman smiled in some of those issues, <laughs> but nobody did it like he did when it came to facial expressions. That's pretty awesome. That's yeah. cool. So what kind of impact do you think that, you know, that that he had on on the comic book world? Because I know he did he didn't just do Batman, he just didn't do uh DC comics. He also did um some stuff for a handful of other books. He did, you know, he obviously did some stuff for Marvel and some other smaller uh companies as well. So how do you think that, that the impact of his death and his life had on the comic book world? Oh, I'm sure there were a lot of comic book artists, creators that had wanted to be like him, wanted to be on a Batman book, wanted to emulate their art like his. I, I think there are some people, I can't name them off the top of my head, but I think there has to be some people that try to uh, be like Norm Brayfogle. I think it's more of like them looking up to him and, and wanting to be like him, you know, because I have those kinds of heroes in my life as well and that I try to, you know, emulate. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So who do we got up first for our, our audio clip? So up first, we have David Schultz. A uh, buddy of mine from the Selling Out show, and he's going to be up awesome. first. He's, uh, we have four people that send us in a clip. He's up first, and we'll go ahead and play that. Hey, everybody. Dave Schultz from the Selling Out show here. Thanks to the Bat Pod for allowing me to come on and say a few words about Norm Brayfogle. But before I do that, let me give you a little backstory. 1989. Batmania was in full swing, and as a comic book-loving 11-year-old, I was not immune. Now, truth be told, I wasn't the biggest Bat fan, preferring Marvel comics, and when I did cross company lines, Swamp Thing was the character I cherished. But who could resist? Tim Burton's Batman had infiltrated the country's consciousness, and we were better for it. I don't have many fond memories of my father, but will never forget the winter that he took me to his co-worker's house, who was moving to Florida and wanted to unload some of his comic books prior to hitting the road. I had never seen a collection like that before. The dude had long boxes for days. So, with Batmania still fresh and a little overwhelmed by the amount of books he had, I said in my squeaky little voice, uh, Do you have any Batman? Sure, he replied. I can part with these. He proceeded to pull out a stack of tech that had been released over the past couple of years. Nothing rare for the snot-nosed punk, of course, but to me he had just handed me some gold and set a course that would change my fandom forever. I flipped through the books and was struck immediately by the art style. This wasn't anything like Jim Aparo. Who is this guy? I'll tell you who it was. Norm Brayfogle. Completely hooked on the images that laid before me, I thought, Good God, look how fluid this action is. Batman was solid yet expressive. Chiseled from stone but still able to display emotion through the mask. And that Batmobile? Wowza. Sure, now I realize artists had tweaked what Batman looked like long before Norm came on the scene, many of whom were legends. But that said, nothing had amazed me more as a kid, nor continues to impress me now. His artistry was unique and couldn't be imitated. A true signature style. The moment you saw his work, there was no question of who it belonged to or its brilliance. Plus, he co-created Anarchy with Alan Grant. Man, Norm sure had his hand in creating many characters, but Anarchy was rad. It was so cool to see a kid as an anti-hero being one myself. 
Well, a kid, that is. As for me, the closest I ever came to heroics was rocking a Ben Cooper Batman costume. It's important to remember that Norm was also a comic book fan. Some may remember his Robin redesign back in 1977 was featured in Batman Family number 13. He grew up loving the medium and treated it with care throughout his career. Norm suffered a stroke in 2014 and lost his ability to draw. Through social media, I had the opportunity to trade messages with him a little bit. I would praise his work, citing it as a catalyst for my love of Batman comics. Which it was. While he just remained humble and gracious, happy to know he had made an impact on my life. We lost Norm in September, and the news floored me, as if there had been a death in my own family. I sat quiet for a little bit until my six-year-old came up to me and said, Hey, Dad, what's up? I replied, I just got some really bad news. He hugged me, and then we proceeded to flip through some of what I deemed as Norm's greatest hits. Like me, my son thought the Mud Pack arc was one of the coolest things he'd ever seen and demanded to know all about the Clayfaces. Norm may be gone, but he's not done. Nope, far from it. His work will continue to inspire and spur the imagination of others. Nobody's done it finer and nobody will. Norm Brayfogle is and always will remain my favorite Batman artist. Very nice, very nice. Um, awesome, I appreciate that. Yeah, that was, yeah. That was pretty awesome. Yeah, thank you for that, David. We really appreciate that. And, you know, I didn't know that he, in that Batman family issue, that he was part of a redesign for Robin's costume. Oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, huh? that, that's really cool. And I was saying about that Mud Pack arc, that's incredible. Mm-hmm. Love all the different clay faces. Yeah, I, I love that. You know, he was able to get some of this this bad news, you know, and kind of reminisced a little bit with his son. That was kind of cool. Yes, to yes, that was go back and and look at and some of that stuff. And and the one of the biggest things that he hit on right there is he lives on forever. We have something. Mm-hmm. We have his work. The work isn't going to disappear. It's there. Yeah. It's right. there for us to enjoy. Now, I do have to say that I enjoy it in paper versus digital a lot more oh yeah looking at these original issues i appreciate a lot more than seeing it in digital i mean it's still good in digital but it's nothing like seeing his artwork and his creations in paper would you say that he has become a legend oh absolutely absolutely yeah in my mind if for somebody like me who has probably seen a lot of his stuff but didn't know that i was looking at bray fogel artwork to, to hear everybody kind of talk about him and reminisce about the experiences that they had when they experienced his artwork for the first time, it kind of, you know, puts something in my mind. I need to go back and kind of look at that stuff and kind of have those moments in my life and, and create those kind of memories so for myself. Yeah, you got to check them out. Seriously, dude. What's going on? <laughs> I'm telling you, I, I've, I've, I guarantee you that I've seen a lot of his stuff, but it's just... I didn't really look, you know, let me put it this way. I didn't really start looking at the, at the creators and who do the artwork and all that good stuff until I started podcasting, you know, because I, I'm a fan at heart. So I kind of made it a, a thing to, in my mind is like, I'm not going to look at who the artwork is and who the artists are and all this stuff just so I can enjoy the story. And now that I've become this, you know, I'm in this podcasting world now that uh, I, I, I do I, I look at things a little bit different. I look at the things less of a two-dimensional or one-dimensional thing where now it's like I look at all of it in its entirety and I enjoy it a whole lot more now than I than I did before as, a, as just somebody just reading the pages. 
Well, that's good. That's good. Yeah, I can see where you're coming from to a certain point. All right, who do we got next? So we got next is Rob Lewis from the DC Now podcast. Hey, guys, do you hear that? No jackhammer, no guitar or piano lessons, no practicing gymnastics upstairs, no washing machine going in the background. I might actually be able to say a couple of words in peace and quiet. We shall see. I'm going to begin in three, two, one. Hello, everyone. This is Rob Lewis from DC Now, and I would like to thank the guys for giving me the opportunity to come here and briefly say a couple of words about Norm Brayfogle, who we lost on September 24th. He is best known as being the artist who brought Tim Drake to life in the Bat Detective Comics, but there's more to him that possibly some of the newer fans are not aware of. Did you know that along with Alan Grant, he helped co-create the characters Jeremiah Arkham and Victor Zaz? And also with Alan Grant and John Wagner, he co-created the character Ratcatcher. Yes, he had a longer distinguished career with the Batman franchise that went from 1987 to 1995, but he did a few other things too. He did the Spectre comic for one year. He also was responsible for three issues of the Flashpoint miniseries. And also out there, you, you can possibly find his 80-page Superman Giant number one. He did a couple of Batman one-shots, Batman Holy Terror and Batman Birth of the Demon. And getting back to his heavy Batman work, in 1992, he was uh, he started off the Batman Shadow of the Batman title. So I guess you could say there was a lot of Batman work in his career. But let me tell you why he was so important to me. For those who know me, I can be quite myopic in my views sometime and get stuck deeply in my ways. And I was one of those guys who felt that Jim Aparo and Neil Adams were the definitive Batman artists of my career, um, of my term of being a Batman fan. Well, I soon found out that I was wrong. Thanks to Norm, I was taught to think outside of my narrow view of the world. Because if you look at his work in the Batman titles, you will see a man who was able to bring Batman and Robin to life in his panels. They literally popped off the page. This man's work was truly amazing. And not only that, he was just the perfect artist for the titles. He brought a gravitas and style that was truly unique and that sometimes it felt very familiar. Sometimes I felt like it was something that Aparo would do. But then when you look at it more closely, you saw, no, nope, it was quite different. This man was truly unique. And I want to thank him for that. He was the one who taught me to... <laughs> like I said, think outside of the box. If you are someone who, who is truly new to this particular artist, I'm going to make a recommend, recommendation to you. Go out and get yourself a copy of Legends of the Dark Knight, Norm Brayfogle, Volume 1. This is a trade book, and it is chunk 
full of some of his, in my humble opinion, best work. I want to tell you, inside this, this issue, you will find a copy of Detective Comics number seven uh, 579. That's the story, the, the Crime Doctor's Crimson Clinic, some of his best work. Also, you will find in this edition, Detective Comics number 585. That one's entitled The Rat Catcher. Truly some joyous work to behold. So go out there, learn about Norm, and enjoy some of his work. And I want to thank you, and I'll talk to you later. That was well put, Rob Lewis. Well put. Yeah. Yeah. There, There's just That's so much cool. out there that, you know, he did. Yeah. He was mentioning and touching some of the things in the DC universe that we didn't mention. Yeah. There's so much out there. And this, I I have to say, I don't have this hardcover Legends of the Dark Knight, Norm Brayfogle, and it looks like it's out of print, but I'd love to get my hands on oh, a wow. copy of that. That'd be a gem, wouldn't it? Yeah. So thank you very much, Rob Lewis. He sounds like he had a whole lot of impact on a whole lot of our friends. Um, who do we have up next? Next, we have Bob Rowland for Gal Walks Into a Comic Shop, and here we go. Hey, Joey. Hey, Bill. This is uh, Bob from the podcast of Gal Walks Into a Comic Shop and contributor to the Bat Pod. You know, if you know me, you know how much I love obscure corners of the comic universe, so you would assume that I'd be talking about Norm Breifogel's career outside of Batman, and you'd be wrong. Uh, I'm sure I saw his work as an artist before he took over Batman. He did a backup story in the great series American Flag, but to be honest, I have little memory of his art. Now, like everyone else, it was first seeing him on Detective Comics. It was so bold, uh, really bold. Look, for the first 40 years of Batman, the art was consistent, but different artist. But a comic from the 40s uh, looks exactly the same as the art in the 60s. Didn't matter if Batman appeared in Batman, Detective, World's Finest, or even a guest appearance in Superman. It was the same art style. The checkered titles of the 60s changed Batman slightly, and then Neil Adams and Jim Marpro would define the character for another two decades. Uh, different artists, but the art would remain consistent from decade to decade. Uh, there was Marshall Rogers, who changed up a bit, but he didn't have a long run, even though it was one of the best. Uh, here's the amazing part. For the first time in decades, right back in 1987, Batman was becoming a popular character again. Uh, Frank Miller redefined who Batman is, and his titles, the Batman titles, began to sell again. It's a hot title. So why then would DC Comics give their hot character to a unknown artist with a unique style. I don't have the answer to that, but I'm glad they did. There are some artists who are stylistic for the sake of style, but with Norm's work, that style was able to convey a level of emotion that few artists have ever been able to. There's a kind of artist who can draw a picture of a car, and it looks like a real car. And there's another kind of artist who can draw a picture of a car and make you feel like you're driving it. Bryfogel was in the later camp. His artwork flowed like the early work of Steve Ditko, and we're lucky to have seen it. Fifty years from now, assuming comics survive as a medium, Norm Bryfogel will easily be viewed as one of the top five artists to ever tackle the Dark Knight. I don't know, the uh, bat signal might seem a little bit dimmer uh, with his passing, but his 
art will inspire other artists. Uh, it's the nature of it. Uh, somewhere right now, there's an artist out there who practiced as a kid by tracing over Bryfogle's work on Detective Comics. That artist will make the bat signal shine even brighter than before. That's the kind of legacy that great artists pass on. Norm Bryfogle is gone from us too soon, but the power of art is that we never really lose the person. Every time we look over our favorite comics from Detective, odds are it's going to have his artwork on it, his stamp, his mark, his very soul. He'll keep living in our hearts. So, uh, Norm, uh, me and, well, the rest of Gotham City sure are going to miss you. Thank you so much for the work you did. Thank you very much, Bob. Awesome. You know, he touched on a whole lot of things. And he touched on, you know, there are some guys who can just draw a car that makes it look like, you know, it's moving and it's racing and stuff. But Mr. Norm Brayfogle made it look like you were actually driving that vehicle. And I love that. You touched on that a little bit earlier. And that's, that's, that's very special. You know, that's, that's really hard to do, especially when it's on the page and it's, that's, that's something very special to do. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's not easily repeated. And I I totally believe there's artists out there that as a kid that they, they were tracing over Bray Fogel's pencils, you know? And they wanted to be like him, emulate him, like we were talking about earlier. And really, if you think about it, it's not a bad guy to emulate at all. (laughs) How awesome is it that that we had somebody, a living legend, you know, with us for so long. And, you know, he, he got taken away too short. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we have one final clip. And it's from Martin Ferretti from their Nerdy Legion podcast network and Comic Talk Today. And here is Martin. And he's a contributor regularly to the Bat Pod with the I Am Gotham segment. So here is Martin. Hey, guys. Martin here from the Comic Talk Today podcast. When Bill and Joey said that they were going to be working on a special episode of the podcast talking about Norm Ray Fogle, I immediately thought to myself that I had to do a little quick something. So I wanted to give some thoughts on on what Norm Brayfogle meant to me and, and really comics while I was growing up. Now, I know that Norm worked on Batman since, I, I believe, the mid to late 80s uh, into the 90s. But I wasn't really introduced to Norm stuff until I picked up Batman Shadow of the Bat number one. And the reason for that is I, I picked up comics kind of early into the 90s. I'm, I'm a little younger than some folks, I guess. Uh, my first Batman comic was Batman 487, which is actually a really good jumping on point. Uh, I still have that issue, by the way. But even though Norm had worked on Batman Detective previously, I, I wasn't introduced to him until Batman Shadow of the Bat. And there was just something that really stuck with me about the the way that that book was done. And partially it was, of course, due to the writing. Batman Shadow of the Bat was a book that was extremely different from the other Batman books of the of the time, right? Batman Detective, uh, Tales of the Dark Knight, those kind of books. Shadow of the Bat was kind of a deep exploration of, of the psychological elements of Batman. Something that I think has really been become ingrained in the Batman mythology ever since. Because previous to that, we had some psychological analysis of characters, but, but I don't think it was really until Shadow of the Bat that, uh, that really became mainstream. And of course now, 
with with all the mental health issues that we see in comics nowadays, it, it's kind of become a hot topic again. But I think I think that was the book that really kicked things off, and and it meant a lot to me as a kid growing up. I think I was about. 10 or 11 when the book came out and it was just something fantastic to see of course it was the uh the introduction of jeremiah arkham and uh, mr zass two characters that have become pretty important since then and just the way that they handled the book was just incredible i think norm's art was bar none some of my favorite at the time i would rank him for sure among my top batman artists i think the only person that i would put above norm in terms of batman art would be jim aparo who was, of course, a Batman artist at the time. And I might be a little jaded because it was kind of my first introduction to uh, the Batman character, but uh, I, I do believe Aparo is bar none the greatest Batman artist. But Norm, man, he's he's really close up there. And the thing about Norm is that he he delved into different art styles as well. I, uh, I, I'm i trying to think of, of a book that he did. So, for example, Norm was involved with uh, Denny O'Neill in Batman Birth of a Demon. And if you've never picked that up as a Batman fan, you should do yourself a favor and check it out. It is a, a telling of the origin story of Ra's al Ghul, or Ra's al Ghul, depending on what era he grew up, I guess. And uh, it's absolutely brilliant. And the whole book is is painted by Norm Rayful. And that's the cool thing about Norm is he was able to switch mediums without problem. And it always looks so beautiful. And man, let me tell you, Birth of the Demon is still one of the best-looking Batman books that I have ever laid my eyes on. Absolutely beautiful. Of course, Norm didn't just work on Batman titles. I think that's what he's most well-known for. But if you grew up around that era, you may remember 1993 when the Ultraverse launched over at Malibu. And Norm was instrumental. He co-created Prime, who was one of the key characters over there. And Prime was an interesting character. He was kind of like uh, Shazam, Captain Marvel over at DC. Very similar kind of origin story, similar power set. But there are really cool differences that kind of made it fit with the times. And I got to tell you, I, I just started rereading Prime, and it is absolutely brilliant. I still love it to this day. Uh, maybe some of the stuff doesn't hold up in terms of the writing style, but Norm's art on there is bar none some of the best in the Ultraverse. Beyond that, he's, of course, done work at Marvel. He did some stuff for uh, Black Panther, for example. And I remember about the mid-90s, he had a brief stint on Valiant's Bloodshot. As a matter of fact, I would say one of my favorite arcs of the Bloodshot series, because of the story that it told, it, it introduced us with kind of a, a negative and opposite version of Bloodshot Rampage that I, I still love to this day. Norm, of course, meant a lot to me. It meant a lot of other people, so it's it's really sad to see him go. But I hope that when you check out what I had to say about Norm and, and I'm sure what other people are saying on this episode about him, then you'll check out some of his early work and see just how instrumental he was, not just to Batman, but to comics in general. Yes, absolutely. He meant a lot to a lot different genres. You know, he was touching on some other work besides Batman, besides DC. I haven't, I haven't really read some of this stuff, but maybe I should. Maybe it's time that I picked up some of this stuff. I, I mean, I, I can't do words justice. I can't do him justice with my <laughs> words. You know what I'm saying? Right. But, yeah. Yeah. I got to tell you, some of these covers that he's done are so awesome that i'm looking at a handful of them right now i'm looking at detective comics 579 that's one of the biggest ones that he's known about and you were talking about you know his his cape just whipping around in the wind and there's rain going on i'm looking at this cover birth of the demon and that is batman that is what you think of in the 90s that's what batman looked like 
And I think this is why everybody is so, you know, impacted by his work. He did Batman for such a long time. And I think that's one of those things. When you when you work very well with a character for a very long time or it starts to become like second nature. And you could tell as he, as the years go on, it just gets better and better. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I really want to thank everybody who uh, submitted, you know, their little clips to be a part of the show. We really appreciate it. We know when he, he passed, we wanted to say something. Um, we didn't know exactly what we wanted to say, but I think we really did a good job, including everybody. So we want to yeah. thank David. We wanted to thank Martin. We wanted to thank Bob and we wanted to thank Rob. You guys are awesome. Yeah, we appreciate you guys coming on and taking the time out of your day to express your love for an artist that impacted your life for so long. We we definitely know that he's shining down on us from, from heaven right now as we read on. Yeah, very, very well put, everybody. So We appreciate our friends coming in and helping us out with that. And again, Bill, I appreciate you, as always, every week, and having the patience to talk to me. <laughs> We'll see you guys next time at the same bat time, same bat channel. We'll see you later. See ya. I'm <laughs> sorry.